Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. If you've been tuning into the podcast, you know that there's seasons of God. And in these seasons, that each of these have a prophetic and the things that are to come to pass. We know that in Leviticus 23, we have these seven feasts of the Lord in three different seasons. And these feasts are the Moad, divine appointments of God with man. Jesus has already paid the price, as we all know. However, the body of Christ has experienced, has not experienced all these things yet. So we're earnestly to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What is that faith? What is the work of the ministry, which we were all called for? He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith. But there were 32,000 different denominations on the face of this earth. God is going to draw his people out of the denominational divisions and barriers into the unity of the faith. There will not be one fundamentalist system of Pentecostal, this and four different denominations. It'll be one body lifted up that the Lord will use for the work of the ministry for those who have obtained that faith. What is that faith that was once delivered to the saints? In Revelation 19.10, we're focusing on what is that faith? What is that faith that we just believe Jesus, asking to come into our hearts, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, or is there much more? We have to make sure that we literally fulfill every feast by faith because these are shadow of things that are to come. The shadow of things are the shadow of the faith that we literally please God by our faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Therefore, the Lord gives us these timelines through the feast of the Lord in Leviticus 23, which are a shadow of things that are to come. And those things are the things of faith. What is that faith that was once delivered to the saints? And that's what we're talking today on this podcast. And then we'll go into the work of the ministry and what great a work and radical change that there's going to be in the church that few, only a remnant, will keep the commandments of God and have this faith. This faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now we read in Revelation 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the revelation of the Antichrist. So when they tell you, do not go into the book of the Revelation because it doesn't apply to you. Yes, it does apply to you. And it has the the seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vows. Those seven seals, whenever someone would write a letter to you, they would take a little wax and put it over and roll the scroll up and they put the wax on there and then they take their signet ring, their signature ring, that sign, and stamp it with their name. This is stamped with the name Jesus Christ. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is his very heartstrings as a letter to you, the believer. It is the greatest work of the ministry that we're going to see through this faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The question is, what is this faith that is essential that we have this faith in order to please God? In Revelation 1, verse 1, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants all the people in the body of Christ that are serving God, not with lip service. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? You draw close to me with your lips, yet your heart 
is far from me, not live service, not a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. They're servants of God. So this revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants, the ones that are obeying God, walking in the present truth of the word of God, that are obeying the present truth in the leading of the Holy Ghost, leading us and guiding us into all truth. Now, the Holy Ghost that we have, Christ in you, the hope of glory, knows all things, and it's freely given to us, all things. And you know all truth and no lies of the truth. And he says in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Why? Because Christ is that Spirit. He is the Father of glory. Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. Christ is Elohim. He is that Spirit. But he also took on a body of flesh and blood. There he is the Son. The Son of God is the Father revealed. Therefore, in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ, to know and have a knowledge of Christ is that Christ is the Father of glory, who was manifest in flesh, came into the earth, the world, died, buried, and was rose, rose again, and then gave us of his spirit. I will not leave you comfortless. Jesus said, I will come to you. Jesus in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But it doesn't stop there. Then there is a work of the ministry. The ministry is one body, but various ministrations, but one spirit. Each one member has a work to do, has a ministry to do, various ministrations, members in particular, that the body will be compacted together in which every joint supplies, bone to bone, to the edifying of itself in love. The edifying of itself is a building up of itself in love. There through the good that you do. Seeing your good works and glorifying your Father which is in heaven. There we see the works. The work of the ministry is not works, but the work of the ministry. Then as a singular work in this gospel of the kingdom, bring preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But what is the work of the ministry? And that's what we're getting into now. The things are the things of faith. So the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants things. Those things are the things of faith. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints that is now given to us in the Feast of Tabernacles. We find the Feast of Sevens, the Feast of Prophecy, the Feast of All Feasts, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Engathering. The Feast of Prophecy is is the words of the book of this prophecy. And in that, we will see these things that are freely given to us of his spirit, but we have to receive them. If we do not receive them, we will receive the mark of the beast, which is a mark of the world, which is a mark of a man, the number of a man, that is uh, the number of the beast of a Kizi stigma, three Greek symbols that have a key, one, 600, ZXI, written as a snake, about the prince to strike, 60, stigma, six, flesh. Jesus Christ, key stigma is 606. Jesus Christ is coming the flesh. But if we receive these things, we will have that seal of Jesus Christ in our forehead, the mind of Christ, in a key stigma. We will have that mark that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. We will have that revelation of Jesus. We will have that mark of sealing in our foreheads. We don't have to worry about the right hand because that right hand is God. 
not us. It's God. All we have to do is have the mind of Christ, and it's the Holy Ghost working through and in us for his great name's sake. But if we neglect this so great a salvation, and we do not receive the things that are freely given to us in all truth, then there's nothing left but the mark of the world. It's the number of a man. It's the number of the beast. And let him that hath wisdom count the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man. The number of his name, key, Z, stigma. Jesus Christ, 600, 60, written as a snake, Z, X-I, is not 60. Is not six, come in the flesh, stigma. Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh, is 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3, that there are many false prophets that entered into the world. So hereby try ye the spirits of God to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now that will have the name Jesus. It'll have the revelation of Jesus Christ. It will be Revelation 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. These things are the things of faith. It is the work of the ministry. Not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. What is the work of the ministry? To show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. That's a signature of God. That's the sign of Loftal. That is the Lord's authority, authorization, ownership. Sent it to his servant John to show unto us, the body of Christ, things, the things of faith, which must shortly come to pass. What are these things? And it says there in Revelation 1, Blessed is he that hear and does, that do the things that are written in this book. In this book of prophecy. This book of prophecy is then referred to there for those of understanding as prophets. Now, gotten in sundry times and in divers manners, spaken to the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. Hebrews 1 verse 1. So it's not the prophets that's going to bring this to us. It's the things in the son of God. That means that every member in the body of Christ, that you have boldness to enter in within the veil and know this work of the ministry and to obtain it, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, not that I have already attained, not that I'm already perfect, but I'm reaching forth of those things which were for. He was talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ. Forgetting those things which are behind. Trying to apprehend that of which he's apprehended of Christ Jesus. Pressing toward the mark. The mark the mark is the Tav, not the Olaf, the beginning, but all the way to the end of the ABC theory. In Hebrew, it's a Tav. 22 letters, and we find that the book of the Revelation has 22 chapters. And each chapter of the book of the Revelation is written with that Hebraic, Hebrew, ABC theory design. We will break this down. For every chapter, this is not in chronological order, but it's written to you, the body of Christ. It's a love letter for God from him to you to let you know the things that you're going to enter into, the glory you're going to enter into, his glory, his kingdom, his name. And the Lord is revealing it to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. What are these things? These things are the things of faith. Now we see in Revelation 19.10 that John sees a man. He is so convinced that this is the Lord Jesus Christ that he bows down to worship this man. 
The man says, See, thou doest it not. Don't worship me. He says, For I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Now, what is the testimony of Jesus? He goes on and says, Worship God, not me. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, we see in Revelation 19, 10, that this man is in a full example of Jesus Christ. If anyone knew John, knew the Lord Jesus, John did. He knew the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was convinced that this is truly the Lord Jesus Christ about and to worship him. It's not an angel. We've been taught through various uh, commentaries, this is an angel. John would never bow down to worship an angel and lose his reward in a voluntary humility worshiping angels, uh, intruding on the, oh, into those things which he knoweth not, vainly puffed up by his fleshy mind. John would never do that. John was convinced that the power, the glory that he was experiencing when seeing this man was in fact, in truth, the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said, worship God, for I am thy fellow servant. I'm a fellow servant of yours, John. Somebody said, well, that could be an angel. But he says, and have the testimony of Jesus. Have the testimony of Jesus is by faith. Having the testimony of Jesus, that believing this testimony, that God is true, you have set to your seal that God is true because you have believed the word of God and him whom he has sent. What did God send? His word. And the word was made flesh. Well, who is this word? Well, there's three that bear record in heaven. First John 5, 7, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're one and the self-same spirit. Different functions. When God's the creator of all, the administrative office, he is the Father. He's the Father of all, creator of all. That we find there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, above all, and in us all, the Father. Well, who is that Father? Jesus, who created all things. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, eight, Aloftav, Hashemayim, Bayert, Hayertz. Seven Hebrew words. And the center shaft, the, the Shamash, the center, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, eight, the Aloftav. Longest chapter in your Bible, Psalm 119, has the Aloft through the Tav. And he that endureth to the end overcomes to the end the same shall be saved. That is not an Aloth, Beth, Gamal, Daleth. It is a Tav, coming to the last letter of the Hebrew, ABC there, written as a cross, and that is salvation. There you overcome to the end. So we have 22 chapters in the book of the Revelation, 22 Hebrew letters, and each having a numerical value, and each one having a picture. And when you break the book of the Revelation down, it's not in chronological order, but it's in the order of the Hebraic design of the Hebrew ABC theory of Psalm 119. It's a new thing. How do we know it's a new thing? Because these things have never been done before, and they'll be done once and once and for all. It's already been paid for on the cross. We're completing him. Have need of nothing else. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what are these things? Well, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have to receive that revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the testimony of Jesus. What is that testimony? Revelation 19.10 tells us, Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. To understand the words of the book of this prophecy requires the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It requires 
the testimony of Jesus, that spirit of prophecy, to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. That if we add anything, anything that you think is faith, anything to it, faith is the substance of things hoped for, if we add anything to it, the plagues of this book will be added to us. If we take out any of these things, then our name will be blotted out of the holy city and taken out of the book of life. So we're dealing with the heartstrings of God. We're dealing with the final consummation in the Sheba. Now the Sheba is what God has sworn by himself and sevened himself. Swore seven times over that because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. By these two immutable things, unchangeable, that he is faithful and true. And we find that God Almighty, Revelation 19, 12, and 13, that here he comes, faithful and true. Who is that? Jesus Christ has a name on his thigh written, faithful and true. And on his vesture, dipped in blood, his name is called the Word of God. That Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. We have set to our testimony that God is true. If we believe on Him whom God has sent, then there is no unrighteousness in Him. But he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, that's the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So the final sealing, going from babies, which were unskillful in the word of righteousness, Desire then sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. Then grows to little children. The little children, are we there yet? Are we at the work of the ministry yet? No. Because it says now, I write to you little children, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. So the second step, that glory, going from babies to little children is that your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, born of the water and the spirit. You have repented, then baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now at this point, you are born again. Your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You have partaken of the first three feasts, feast of Passover, feast of unleavened bread, and feast of first fruits. Feast of Passover, you repented. Feast of Unleavened Bread, you were buried with Jesus in baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. And then you're raised to that newness of life. You become a new creature because the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed. Through faith in the operation of God that raised him from the dead, you are raised up also with Jesus. Now you are born of the water. And then you what? Then you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. You've partaken of four feasts of the Lord. Then it says there, and you've known that Jesus is the Father. I write into you, little children, because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. He claims to be the Father in John 8, 24. Except you believe the question is, where is your Father? The Pharisees ask. Jesus said, except you believe that I am He, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This he understood not, he spake of them of the Father. That's John 8, 27. They still don't understand it today. But if you are the one that knows that you have gone from a baby to little children, your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after you repented, you received the Holy Ghost, and you know that Jesus is the Father. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. 
John 14, he tells Philip, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and how sayest thou then? Show us the Father, words that I speak are not mine. The Father that dwelleth or houses permanently in me, he's the one doing the works. John 8, 24, except you believe I am he, you shall die in your sins, your little children. Now we go to the next step. Young men, young men, I write to you because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. These are the overcomers in the second and third chapter of the book of the Revelation. These are the ones that have, will get the hidden manna, they eat of the hidden manna that is within the veil in that cup, golden cup of manna inside the Ark of the Covenant of the Testimony. And they that Aaron's rod that budded no longer there because they've received the priesthood. Only remained there the table of the stone. And he said, I give you a white stone with a new name written in that stone that only he knows that receives it. That's the new thing. A new name. This is a new thing. This is the work of the ministry, but that work of the ministry is by faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's a new thing. And that is what John is writing to us, servants of God, to show unto us things. Those are the things of faith, which must shortly come to pass. They must happen. It means they will come to pass, and it's the certainty of it. It's sure and will come to pass. There in Revelation 19.10, the people, the, the corporate body of Christ is that man. Jesus is the head, and the body of the Christ is making but one man, Jesus ahead, and we, the body of Christ, all the way down to the foot, feet generation, which we are. Heaven's my throne, the earth is my footstool, and we are the feet generation of that man. But that man, there are characteristics there that we have to realize. They have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. They know those things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. This work of the ministry is a Jesus ministry. And the testimony of Jesus, that is the spirit of prophecy, in knowing those things, receiving those things that are written in this book, the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 12, verse 1, we see a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with a sun, the moon and under her feet, the lunation, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, we are told that that is Mary. Well, it's cycle, that's true, but that's not Mary. Because we're going to read on down that she births a man-child, cried, travailing in pain. Notice she cries, travailing. This woman is in a travail in childbirth to bring forth Jesus, Jesus in you, Jesus in each member of the body of Christ, bringing but one body that will lift up his name for his glory when he gathers all things together in one in Christ Jesus. Those are young men. They're overcomers. But in Revelation 7, we're seeing there's still another step of growth. And it says, He that speaketh of himself, he seeks his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him. Well, who's the him that sent him? Him is God that sent his word. It's not a second person of the Godhead. It's the word of God, which is the Father, which is the word, which is the Holy Ghost, three different functions of that one spirit, but still God. Who is that Father? 
Colossians 1, verse 16 and 17, that all things were made by Jesus Christ, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers. All things were made by him, for him, and for his good pleasure. Who? Jesus Christ. This is a revelation of Jesus Christ, knowing that he is all in all, that God is, is Jesus Christ. So in Deuteronomy 32, he says, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. I, the Lord, do all these things, that you may know that I am he. I am God, and beside me, there is no other God. There's no God, Jr. There's no Spirit, Jr. in heaven with him. There's only one Spirit. And that Spirit has many functions, but there's only one. And that is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the work that he does in the work of the ministry is to reveal one thing, that he alone is God and to lift up his name, Jesus Christ. And he alone is God. And there's not another. In Deuteronomy 32, it says, this not sealed up among my treasures. If I left, if I lift up my hand, not hands, hand in heaven, and wet my glittering sword, lift my hand up in heaven, and swear I live forever. Not we, I live forever. We have to know what it is that he, the, the man that has no unrighteousness in him. In Matthew 7, he says, He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, there's no unrighteousness in him. There's no unrighteousness in him. How? Why? Because he speaks of him that sent him. Who's him? God Almighty sent his word. Sent his word and healed him. His word is him coming forth. God coming forth. And God said, let there be light. That wasn't God Jr. doing it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, there's a word coming forth. The word is God. Was God and is to come God Almighty. His was and is to come God. The word was made flesh. Why? Because in God said, that's how he did it. All things created by God. What? By his wisdom, by his power, by his understanding. Three different attributes of God, Jeremiah 51, 15. But wisdom, power, and understanding is all God. Three different attributes, but only one spirit. Power, wisdom, understanding. Proverbs. We find there in uh, Proverbs 8, wisdom, I, wisdom, singular person pronoun, I dwell with prudence. There's another attribute of God. With me is understanding. There's another attribute of God. But there's only one God. When he said, let us come forth there and uh, make man in our own image. Let us make man in our own image. Plural personal pronouns. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.27, so God made man in his own image, singular personal pronoun, male and female created he them, singular personal pronoun. For the ones that have an ear, they know that that's the attributes of God, only one spirit, many attributes. Love came forward. Love hadn't came forward, man couldn't love. Wisdom came forward. If wisdom hadn't come forward, man would have no wisdom. Understanding came forward. If understanding hadn't come forward, you get the idea. The attributes of God came forward and he said, let us, everything that I am and all God is good. Only God is good. And in him is all light and in him is no darkness at all. And man was made and created in the image of God and it was good. But Adam fell. Now that one man's disobedience came to the world and death and uh, death by sin. Now, by that one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, one man, so also the free gift is of one, one man. So God had to have a man. And that revelation of Jesus Christ, Christ is that God, He is that Spirit, 
He came to the world, Christ, and Christ suffered. He was born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. That is God, Emmanuel, God with us. And then he died, buried, rose again, went back to his former glory, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, sat down with the Father in his throne, not beside him, Revelation 3, 21. He is that spirit. Uh, no man knows how you ought to pray, Romans 8, uh, 26. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession. Who's your intercession? The Spirit itself, capital S. Who is that? Jesus Christ is that Spirit. There's the man. Somebody said, no, that man. No, that man is that Jesus Christ, that second Adam. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it said the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit. Quickening spirit, not a quickening spirit man, a quickening spirit. That man is that spirit. Glorified with the Father's own self, Revelation 3.21. Set down with the Father in that throne. S-E-T, not S-I-T. Forever settled in heaven. So the Father's, the final step in the Revelation 7 sealing is that of Father's. Who are these? The ones that are fully mature, fathers, went from babies to little children to young men, now to fathers. What are the fathers? Those fathers, we know, are the ones that have no unrighteousness in them. They speak of him that sent him. What is that? God sent his word. What was sent? His word. Well, what is that? It says there, I write unto you fathers, 1 John 12, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write unto you fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. You know the work of the ministry, and you are carrying it out. You have the things of faith that was once delivered to the saints. You are full grown in the word of righteousness. You have obeyed unto obedience unto righteousness. For whosoever you yield your members of service to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey. Whether sin unto death, no, these are fathers, are of obedience. They're the fathers. Obedience unto righteousness. Well, all the others had pleasures in unrighteousness. And because... They received not the love of the truth, they might be saved, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. For this reason, God sent strong delusion that they should all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Well, he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, not the glory which is above, not the affections on the things above, not on things beneath. And the fathers... Speak of him that sent him. There's no unrighteousness in him. What is that? That's the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The fathers have known him. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers because you know him that's from the beginning. You know him that's from the beginning. What is that knowledge? What is that power? What is that name, that glory? Well, you know him that's from the beginning. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Fathers are the ones that have no unrighteousness because they know him that's from the beginning. And that in the beginning was the word, word with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. They know that word and that word is that faith that was once delivered to the saints not a hear of the word but a do of the word for it's a work of the ministry and the fathers are the only ones going to be sealed with that apocalyptic sealing in revelation 7 and the four ones are going to hurt the uh, the sea the land and the trees and it said hurt not the 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 the, the trees, the land, and the sea until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Not on, 
in. Has nothing to do with the right hand. All that's God. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. And there was only three Hebrew sim- I mean, three Greek symbols used there. And that is RMD. New Testament written in Greek there. Just like the three symbols of the Greek symbols. Key Z stigma, 600, three score and six. It is not 666. And really, 600, three score and six is the number value of the key Z stigma. Key, C-H-I, 600, warfare, Christ. He is uh, the Lord of your battles. 60, that's Z-X-I, which is a serpent ready to strike. Rebellion. That is against Christ. Doing what? Stigma, coming in the flesh. Jesus is not come in the flesh. is the spirit of Antichrist. John said it's already in the world. It is in the world already. And that is how you discern what spirit is of God and those which are not. Because many false prophets are entered into the world. 1 John 4, 1 through 3 tells you how. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, Christ, the Holy Ghost, is come, not has come, is come, present imperfect tense. It's imperfect because he's still coming in the flesh until the fullness of Gentiles become in. Though the last soul is saved. Then, that's Jesus Christ, 600. Stigma, 6. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh as a key stigma. That is a Greek symbols. Key stigma, 606. That is their gematria, 606, their number. There, when you have the Z, the 60 in there, it's key Z stigma. Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh, which is that spirit of Antichrist. And that's the number of his name. That is his mark. That is the number of a man. It's a false man. It's a false Christ. It will have a head of gold, breast of silver, loins of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron and my clay. It is a worldly man. It's Judas Iscariot, man of the world, GQ. A worldly church, a worldly Jesus. A Jesus that is peace and love and no obedience because he loves everybody. Everybody's going to heaven. But that's not the true Jesus. Jesus said, you think I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. To set a man at variance. The father against his son, mother against the daughter, mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law. What is that sword? It's a two-edged sword. That sword's the word of God. That sword, and that sword of the Spirit is a rhema. It's you in obedience to the Word of God. It is the work of the ministry. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And we need to know what their work is. What is the ministry? What are they going to be doing? And that's what we'll be covering in these podcasts. But to know that there are four levels. Newborn babies. They desire than sincere miracle of the word they may grow thereby. But they're unskillful in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5. But the fathers, ah, they, they received obedience unto righteousness, unto full maturity, full growth. And it's only the fathers that know him that's from the beginning. They are the ones that speak of him that sent him. They know the word of God. Not only that, but they are sealed in their foreheads. That literally will be the two olive branches that empty out of themselves, not the beaten olive oil in the candlestick in the church as a Pentecostal, but will empty out of themselves the golden oil. These sons of oil, those golden oil, that's not olive oil, beaten olive oil, that went into the candlestick there to be lit in. 
uh, of the 22 knobs of bowls and the seven lamps and the candlestick, which is a church. But these will have olive oil. They will have golden oil. Not beaten olive oil. They have golden oil. And they empty them out of themselves the golden oil, Zechariah 4. These are the ones that have throne room revelation, Revelation 12. These are the ones that's a remnant of her seed, only a remnant of the church, the present truth that will go into the proceeding word of God unto perfection, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. He was uh, Ephesians 4.12. Who are they? Notice that there will be two wings of a great eagle given to the woman where she flieth into the wilderness. What flight? That's not your rapture. She flieth into the wilderness. She's not flying into heaven. Well, that's your Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Sabbath day, why? Because then will be great tribulation. Since there was not, since there were a nation, neither shall ever be again. Except those days be shortened and no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, the elect of God, the ecclesia, the church, those days will be shortened. There's two wings of a great eagle, Revelation 12, given to the woman, the church, not Mary, the church, where she flieth into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared of God. You didn't prepare it. God did. You didn't buy a cave somewhere or land somewhere and store up a bunch of food so you could make it through the Great Tribulation. There's two wings of a great eagle given to the church, the body of Christ, where she flieth into the wilderness. There's that flight. It's in a time of great tribulation. Not just tribulation, great tribulation. Where she has a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the face of the serpent. What's that face of the serpent? It's a false Christ. It's an antichrist in lieu of Christ. A great deception. Strong delusion sent by God himself. If the prophet be deceived, God said, I have deceived that prophet and I will destroy him. Did God deceive the prophet? Yeah, because he hardened his heart against God. The heart determines your destiny. Guard your heart, for out it proceed all the issues of life. What is the faith that was once delivered to the saints? It is the testimony of Jesus. What is that testimony? That you believe him that sent him? There's no unrighteousness in you. You have received the testimony that God gave of his son. What is that? Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. How many gods are there? One. And to the son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with oil of gladness above thy fellows. Hebrews 1. That is God Almighty, the man Christ Jesus. And his humiliation was a man and under the law, just like one of us. Tenth on all points like as we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. What is that righteousness? He went all the way back, glorified with the Father's own self. In John 17, he said, Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory I had with you before the world was. I want it all back, all power. Matthew 28, 18, when Jesus came out of the tomb, he said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. That did not leave the Father powerless. Now he has received all things of the Father, glory. And says in John 16, you have not because you ask not, you ask anything. You ask the Father in my name, I'll give it you. Then he says, the time will come, you will ask me. What time? When he's glorified. You will ask me, and I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's already glorified. With the Father's own self, he is the Father of glory. All God did was make provision for you and me in his own body of flesh and blood. In his own body, his own human. He worked salvation in and of himself alone. That's righteousness. And grace reigns through righteousness. If we don't have that righteousness, knowing him that sent him, we don't understand the word. 
That word is the fathers, knowing him that's from the beginning. That's the state of glory of the fathers. That is uh, in obedience unto righteousness. They have worked. There broke, they have broke up their fallow ground, sowed in themselves in mercy, and reaped in righteousness. They are the ones that will be sealed in their foreheads for the work of the ministry and will be able to stand in the judgments of God in his four sword judgments, famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. The time is now. The midnight cry has gone out. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. There was a cry in heaven. That cry is happening now. The woman cried. Revelation 12, 1. That's a great wonder in heaven. A woman, the church, cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. There's your midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And she was clothed with the sun, the moon, and under feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. She has come to the birth. She has the son of righteousness. There's your solar. That full year, 365. You notice that Enoch, in Genesis 5, that Enoch lived a total of 365 days of the solar. That is the total sun. That is an Ezekiel is based upon the solar. Signs in heaven, the sun, moon, and stars. The sun is at 365. Then we have the lunar, Jeremiah, and we have the prophetic 12 stars in Daniel. All of these come together. And she's ready to be birthed. The time is now for the bride of Christ to bring forth the woman, the church of the living God. Somebody said, well, she's not the bride until you made them separate of the lamb. We're just the spouse of the Lord. Yes, but that woman is the church, clothed with the sun and moon, and the feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she's cried. There's your midnight cry. Travelling, being pained to be delivered and brought forth a man child. That man-child is at Revelation 19.10. Man-child that looks exactly like Jesus, walks like Jesus, talks like Jesus. They have come unto the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man, Ephesians 4.12. John sees it and says, It's not God, but their fellow servants and of thy brethren, the brethren of John the church of the living God, that's gone higher in glory. They have earnestly contended for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. They have that testimony of Jesus, which is that faith, knowing those things which shortly must come to pass in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that revelation is the fullness of Jesus manifest to the world in and through the body of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. And then the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, with, with a shout, with the voice of their archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, which, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. There's no rapture until after the tribulation. That's the reason we have provision made of God of two wings of a great eagle given to the woman where she flieth into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God where she's nourished from the face of the serpent. What's the face of the serpent? A false antichrist. What's the face of God? God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There's the treasure of God. That's a treasure that's hid in Christ. Hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is that? That he's going to gather all things together in one, in Christ Jesus. He's going to bring forth a full body of Christ to the praise of his glory, not ours. We will stand in the power of his might, not ours. There is the work of the ministry. It's through faith that was once delivered to the saints. That faith is the testimony of Jesus. And the remnant of the woman, seed. The seed of the woman, that seed of Abraham, is the church. In Revelation 12, it said that the uh, woman brought forth that man-child, but the dragon sent out 
water as a flood to destroy the woman and the remnant of her seed. Who are they? Those that keep the commandments of God. Those that love God keep his commandments. These are the ones that truly love God. They're not hijackers and hijack the word or these are not hired harlings that are out there trying to uh, make a, uh, a living off of the money they literally steal from the churches and rob these churches. They have the, the testimony of Jesus also. What's the testimony of Jesus? Well, they keep the commandments of God because they love God. What's the testimony of Jesus? They know those things that was once delivered to the saints. They have that faith that was once delivered to the saints. They have these things that they know what they are, which are, which are short to come to pass. These are the fathers uh, that know him that's from the beginning. They know the word that is God is now preparing to reveal it and all the work of the ministry in the earth for those that have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. Friend, if this is moving you, and you are and believe that one God message, the real Jesus, contact me. We need to get the body of Christ together because God is going to take these nations for him. Through the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto John to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, he sent and signified it. There's a signature. Zerubbabel, you are my signet. You are my sign of life, Todd. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the work of the ministry. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. This is the midnight cry. This is the preparation that God is bringing his body into now for those that have an ear to hear. We need to hear from you. The body of Christ needs to come together. You believe that we're in the word of God and you are? Contact me. Let's get together. Because the body has to come together of which... It's compact together, every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Right now, the bone is coming, connecting to the bone. The body of Christ is coming together. Some of you have already written to me and said, we want to work together. Let me hear from you. Somebody said, how do we get in contact with you? Sealinggodspeople.org. Give us a call. Drop us a message. Tell us who you are. You're on one God. You believe this word. Let's get together. God's doing a new thing. This isn't Pentecostal. This is a higher glory. This is tabernaculus. These are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Friend, we have our gift offer this month, gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus only doctrine of Christ which is essential for a ceiling going from babies to little children that to overcomers and then final fathers. Having their father's name written in their foreheads, I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs roll over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code says 75606. That's Dennis Beard. Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or visit our website, DennisBeard.org or SealingGodsPeople.org. Request your copy, 8 DVDs, on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mention offer 10 one. That's 1001 for your gift of $100 or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the Revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs, over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs, over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it, or gift offer for this month, gift offer 1001, 1001, request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or the website, in or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.